So we just record for an hour. And we'll I'll just have a chat. And see how we go. So this is far enough from the mic, is it? Yeah, it should be. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Best of British. Best of British. Best of British. Chin up and all of that. I say, old chap, how are you? Yes. Okay, that's okay. correct. So, welcome to the podcast, guys. Hello. Um, if you'd like to introduce yourselves, I'm blocking things already. Hey. Um, to explain who you are. I'll let you go first because I chose the most inopportune moment to eat a mint. <laughs> oh, well, that was that was bad. Hello, I'm I'm I'm, I'm ADT, or, uh, and uh, I was one of uh, a well-known broadcasting companies. Talent entrance. Oh, that sounds medical. I know it does, doesn't it? it? Sounds painful. I had a talent entrance. I had a talent <laughs> entrance talent once. Entrance. It all went down. Uh, yeah, I think we can say the anti anti beeb. The anti beeb. An- our auntie. 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 Yes, yeah. I went for auntie's talent talent yeah. entry, which sounds even more disturbing. It does. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like someone's going to come in with a, a white coat on. If I'm honest. But let's let's not go down. Is, that what, what do you, my brain's already gone that way. <laughs> know, let's not what do you do outside of that? Right, what do I do outside <laughs> of that? Uh, so I do stand-up comedy. Yep. Um, I'm a steampunk, uh, uh, and I'm also a health and safety trainer for my sins. For your sins, and yourself. Uh, so I'm Katie T. Katie the T though doesn't mean we're related. Just no, no. coincidence. Okay. I too entered Auntie Beeb's talent contest, which is how we crossed paths. Yes. In the first place, what do I do? So, um, so my trade yep. is um, a coach and a counsellor. Okay. So basically, getting paid to talk to people. Yeah. Which is really quite a treat. I can relate to them. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a nice thing to do. Um, and I guess I would term myself as an enthusiastic Lincolnite. Yeah. Which I never thought I would call mm-hmm. myself because I grew up in Lincoln and yeah. the second I was legal enough to leave I ran as fast as I could away from the place yeah I and then that. life happened and relatives died and and I found myself magnetically pulled back to Lincoln and now I'm here yeah I love it with a new fervor a kind of a okay. I feel like I want it to be better yeah um and I love it and hate it in equal measure and so I get involved in just Lincoln stuff. Okay. I'm not very good at getting involved and then moaning about it not being very good without going, be the change you want to see and all those other Ooh, horrible all cliches. All those nice slogans. Lead as you would yeah, want to be. Put it on a Live, cushion. laugh, love. Put it on a cushion, sell yeah. it in Wilco's. Mm. <laughs> um, That's in my so, bathroom. So, I, so I, I love, with a passion, Lincoln Film Society. Yeah. Lincoln Soul Club. I was going to say, you're part of... You, I mean, I know you through Melody, who's obviously been on this yeah. before, and you do the DJing and, and all that kind of The glorious of a woman, Melody Clark. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a great description. Oh, it, and, and even Monolith. better when you've met her. I was surprised you, that he hadn't met Melbourne. Well, it feels like... They, but that this is the same as I feel like I should have met you a hundred times. Yeah. Because I kind of know loads of people you know and go to loads of similar things. And I am yet, tragically reclusive, though. So. Well, yeah. Uh, and I do sleep during too. the day. I love. <laughs> I, I'm surprised I haven't bumped into more people. Like, it's probably because I just wander around in this sort of yeah. my own Ma- mind. Lots of masks as well. So maybe people have met you and they didn't know. Oh, I don't yeah. wear a mask. You can normally hear me. 
It was like Brian Blessed. I was just <laughs> shouting around. I was on yeah. stage with Brian Blessed, didn't you know that? Were you? Yes, by I... accident or by intention? No, he was at the Ritz He was at the Ritz Cinema giving a talk. And okay. a friend of mine uh, used to run it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, can you get me on stage so I can shout at him? Okay. And he went, yeah, I'll go and try it. And before I did that, you know how you queue up to meet him? Yeah. Well, um, I don't. I didn't know well, that. But yeah. you know. normally, you sit down, you queue up, and you get like signs right, okay. and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. And he, I was wearing a shirt with him punching a polar bear on it, and he just took a look at the shirt. And went, I fucking did that, you know. I did. It came and stuck his head through it, and I punched it in the face. And I thought, you're a legend. I also got to draw a giant Is the knot. microphone going to handle that level yeah, of volume? Oh, I, <laughs> oh, I know. Checking. I can always cut to this one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got him to draw a giant knob on Ming the Merciless and then sign it. So I probably have the only Flash Gordon DVD in the world signed with by Brian Blessed, blessed and a giant knob. with a blessed knob. <laughs> in so many methods of that word. And so I got, on, I got to spend, uh, sit on the stage and then he, I did my whole Gordon's Alive and just shouted random comments. <sighs> And uh, he, he, I got round of applause and everything. It was great. He was a lovely, lovely man, if slightly insane. Yeah, I can I'm imagine. Saying, I'm saying nothing, insane. but, you know, yeah. parallels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks. Do we need DNA tests at this point? <laughs> yeah. Quite possibly. <laughs> yes, if anyone out there would like to do a reboot of Flash Gordon. Uh, yeah, you're available. <laughs> and you need Voltaire. Available. I am available for silliness and loudness. With a blessed knob. Uh, if only. <laughs> so if only. <laughs> they're both heavily involved in Lincoln's scenes, then essentially. Well, and more, well, heavily involved in Lincoln's scenes that not many people seem to know about. Okay. I suppose is the thing, or think they know about, yeah. but actually only know the the surface level. It does seem to be a habit of this podcast of me getting people from random clicks round Lincoln mm. who haven't met or interacted with any other clicks. Yeah. Or, you know, it's that kind of thing of like people have their, their, their pure interests. So mm. they like bring them on and then they talk about their interests for a bit. And then, but then you start with someone else and they have no idea they even exist in Lincoln, which I find quite strange. I find that to be quite Lincoln. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> well, yeah, when we have the Steampunk Festival on here and there's yeah. loads and loads of people walking around in Victorian clothing, you will always get someone who goes, Oh, what's you, what are you all about? And so you okay. explain Steampunk yeah. and they go, well, I've never heard of it. You say, well, oh, have you not? Have you just moved to the city? And they go, oh, no, I've been here 30 years. And you're like, really? <laughs> How long has <laughs> that festival been going on? <laughs> 10 years, and it's the biggest one in the known universe. Yeah. So, <laughs> and we have that confirmed by NASA, confirmed by generally. NASA. Uh, they all know about the unknown universes as well. See, so. I've never heard of Northern Soul. I'll be honest, I sort of heard of it, but I never, I didn't realise it was a big thing, and then I saw it was huge. And that, I guess that was the, the, I don't know what to call it, the moment where we felt a real affinity okay. through the whole radio contest thing yeah. and being the losers slash the undesirables, which we <laughs> coined for ourselves, yeah. is following up. We both got um, separately approached with conversations around, oh, you could do okay. a show on your subculture. Right, okay. Which, for steampunk and for the subculture of soul, that is such a gigantic subculture Hmm. and there are so many unwritten rules of conduct and so much unspoken hierarchy that for one individual to go I am now the representative of all of soul for a radio show likewise steampunk that's just not what you do no you no one would presume themselves to be 
the absolute authority on that subculture. That's kind of what makes a subculture. Yeah. And yeah. so the two of us had one of those moments of kind of looking over the tops of heads of other people and going, uh, <laughs> I mean, if I, if I what just happened? If I could just interject a moment. I mean, the approach that I got was, uh, it was... Not only had I just come out of the shock of sort of losing, yeah, that's fine. And having to pretend we were totally <laughs> oh, yeah. fine. I mean, you're in a competition. Oh, you yeah. have to <laughs> applaud. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> having <laughs> watched the video, we did an amazing <laughs> job, didn't we? There's even <laughs> me. There's even me going, yay! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, and the approach I got was like, oh well, we want you to be our steampunk representative, and yeah. we're going to create this vehicle, and you can drive around and go. Yeah. And to me, it felt very much like, and I. I've heard it's not just that organisation. There's many media organisations. It's oh look yep. at the weirdo. Okay, yeah. 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 Oh, we'll, we'll get the weirdo to do something. And I thought it was personally. I thought it, not only did it, it was a bit insulting to myself. Yeah. Because I'm more than just a chap who dresses up as a steampunk. I like metal music. I'm heavily into yeah. funk. <laughs> and also nothing. Not even related to the pitch that you'd no, suggested uh, yeah. for a show that you wanted to do no. with a passion. Yeah, I, yeah, I had. I really wanted to do a metal and rock show. Yeah, and sort of open up that market um, because of an influence of a radio station called Primordial Radio, and they won't mind me saying who they are because yeah. they're awesome. Um, and I wanted to sort of bring that. Do you want to say it again, so people Primordial can... Radio. Yeah, Primordial Radio. Come and talk to me, <laughs> um, because those guys helped me through the whole process anyway. I mean, yeah. they were they yeah. were amazing. They 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 gave me their experience. But f- to come up afterwards and say, "Oh, we want you to do this," and I, I sort of sat there and looked at them and I said, "Well, that's not really going to happen." Yeah. And it wasn't me dismissing the idea. It was just that if I that would be selling out in my view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. which part of punk are you missing? Yeah. yeah. It's to rebel now. Steampunks <laughs> rebel. By being ridiculously polite or yeah. not dressing up in a way that is socially acceptable. Yeah. Um, but then it becomes, you know, mainstream and stuff like that. So I had no issues about talking about steampunk, but it's not what my initial yeah. aim was for a show. And I just felt um, personally as though they weren't really after any talent that I could bring to yeah. that organisation, but they were more after my contacts list. Mm. Yeah. That's how it felt. Yeah. And I think not being contacted uh, after it probably probably as realistic as to my what I thought yeah you know we I don't know about Katie but I haven't even had a perfunctory email no, as it were to I, say well done yeah I felt quite because uh, because I've worked for big global corporate businesses yeah, yeah. a lot and they're normally really good at the tying it up in a neat bow and sending the formal thanks yeah. but no thanks yeah. um and after the it, it was it was three months that basically took over our lives, didn't it? From, yeah, yeah, from, yeah. from February to April. Yeah. And pretty much, I, unusually for me, made myself absolutely available to their every whim. Um, and, and things like, I've got, I haven't lived in my house for long. I've got friends that have never been to my house. And yeah. I was totally unprepared for them videoing my house and right, okay. putting it on the internet yeah. without me knowing they were going to do it ahead of time. So yeah. stuff like that felt quite a roller coaster of stuff for three months yeah and the event that they put on for the announcement they uh, and ella talks about this in her show but they did have confetti cannons and lighting and yeah. you know balloons a, a proper reception they made a real effort to make it feel like an occasion but, yeah yeah and, and afterwards just kind of fizzle just yeah. Yeah. not even a fizzle just yeah. a anyway you haven't won that yeah. bye 
Um, and not not an email to even I mean quite apart from the topic of checking on the well-being of someone that's been involved in a process like that which yeah, is that's a whole a discussion. other yeah, kind of going, yeah going say. So, but, but not even a perfunctory thanks for taking part we hope yeah. you enjoyed it here's a clip of your best bits you okay. know that yeah. perfunctory formality of yeah. tie it in a neat bow and send us on our way as, as loyal I mean, for me radio listeners don't come up to me and say oh we've got something we, we really want to work with you in, mm. in the future yeah. and then don't contact anyone yeah um, yeah and that's that's kind of harsh in my view. Now, yeah. I didn't mention it in the BBC interview because I wanted to be judged on who I was. Yeah. Um, but I have autism, right. so I like things laid out, and I don't want to know exactly where I stand. But that's my issue. Yeah. But then there's certain expectations that I expect of any form of communication or something where yeah. you know where you stand because. I don't want to have a carrot dangled in front of me that there's a possibility of something yeah. happening yeah. and then not hearing anything for months because for someone like me that's a block. Yeah. I'd rather be able to we never want to speak to you again. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> the end. The end. You know. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I can yeah. go away now. But if it's carrot dangling and to be honest I mean I have had contact with one person in uh, the BBC who didn't have to do it. And I don't think it should be down to that individual. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to mention who it is no. yeah. to contact yeah. because that's not her role. Yeah, uh, or his role, <laughs> or their, their role, role. <laughs> whoever it, it might, might have been. been. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that they've yeah. done that, but for me, it should be okay. What can we? I mean, the three of us we got through to this final round. We did the breakfast show. Yeah, we all did that, and I knew that there was only going to be one winner. That's fine. I can yeah. cope with that. And congratulations to to Ella who won it. Um, but I thought, well, if we're all that good that we've got to this this round, mm. surely there must be some sort of process after this for you know what what concerns me yeah. is next year there's going to be another one. Yeah. Right. Okay. And yeah. does that mean I have to go back through all of this because it's not going to happen? Yeah. And one of the things I'll be telling anyone who wants to do it, I'll say I won't bother. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it was. Uh... So the and and so the breakfast show is an example. Yeah, we were told to get there really early, and I thought brilliant because I have had no experience in the studio at all. Yeah, I don't know what the rules are. I don't know what I need to know or not know. I thought right, I'm getting there early. There's going to be someone that's going to be saying like Davina used to on Big Brother, please right. do not swear. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. Nothing. Yeah. Um, and I've been to like beauticians and stuff where they get me to fill in more paperwork around yeah. <laughs> health and well-being. Yeah. You know? And and there was no, I just I, I kept feeling sh- shocked, yeah. surprised. I was going to say surprised, shock and a surprise, surprise. Um, trademark okay. that um, <laughs> there was just none of that. Yeah, and I kept like. Because I come from the corporate world, yeah. I kept finding myself emailing them, going, Are "You sure you don't want my CV? Are you sure yeah. you don't need to know a bit more about who I am or how I am or anything?" Um, and so that, through the whole process, was the biggest surprise for me yeah. that I could have been absolutely anybody. Yeah, I could have been claiming to be absolutely anybody. Yeah, and there was no yeah. back cross-checking, even when we got to the final well, three. And and then when it came down to yeah well-being of those individuals yeah. and it's been really interesting and adrian and i have been swapping messages and, and keeping in touch around the whole blow-up of 
so what happens to contestants yeah although yeah. i hate to put us in that bracket but after an event yeah and what's the aftercare like and, and what responsibility do media businesses have yeah to take care of humans I mean, it's, in a way it's, it's just quite interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you've had that experience because I, I mean i've i entered uh, a bbc competition ages ago um it was for painting it was like britain's painter oh, or whatnot actually, so i went yeah. over to birmingham did an audition where you have to do a painting in the space of an hour and that kind of thing and that whole process and i found that process very cold yeah very corporate very here's the email which says no here's the email which says yes this is yeah. everything we need about you um and even when we went for you had to do a tape essentially to to pitch yourself mm-hmm. the guy doing it had said tell me what i can sell Tell me something about you which is going to make someone want to watch you on television. Right. And I find that, and I was like, that's amazing. This guy's been yeah. as blunt as you can be. You know, you're entering into this competition. You know it's a massive corporation, so you know they have a product to buy. Yeah. So if I haven't got a hook, I'm out. It doesn't matter what my talent is. Yeah. If there's no hook, I'm out. Yeah. And I found that really refreshing. But at the same time, I think that's very unique to television. Yeah. The television will be very blunt about we are buying you. We are buying your product. We're buying you as an item yeah. to perform for us. Whereas with something like radio, where you're disconnecting in a way, you're just you're using the voice and you're using the the subject matter. Maybe there's a, a disconnect there where they think it, it can be a bit softer. You think, <laughs> yeah. you? I, I, again, I was really surprised how visual the competition became. Okay, yeah. Because I was comforted by having the perfect face for radio, all of that, I can hide. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you guys were Amazing. filmed, like, right away when you yeah. got announced yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and picked. Yeah. And they turned up at your houses and, and, and shot you, yeah. essentially. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, 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 we, we were tipped off right, that okay. someone was going to come round and deliver news. Yes. Now, like, That's uh, terrifying. Well, no, because I analyse stuff. Right. I, I'm always... I'm, you it's were far brain. more prepared for it yeah. than any of Yeah, so I was thinking there's yeah. no point in wasting money sending someone round to someone's house to tell them they haven't got through to the next round. That's so I'd always yeah, sort of Although well, I watch too much crappy TV okay. and I love um, Dinner Date. Okay. And so part of their shtick is they do go to someone's front door to tell them yeah. you haven't won and give them a ready meal and a rose. And go, <laughs> unlucky, if you haven't watched it, now's your chance. No, I haven't. I haven't TV. TV, but I'm that, a little I bit addicted to rubbish TV. <laughs> yeah. um, so they do do that. So but, I'd watched that and gone, oh, they're going to oh. come and tell me definitely not. Did they go to the wrong house with you? They went to the, I've got a fake front door. It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's come back to that later. Yeah, yeah this is great because you can't talk about <laughs> no, it. It's like you I'll work for the government, you. but I don't like I'll to talk you. about it. I've been NDA'd. About yeah. my fake from <laughs> Right, okay, that's amazing. Uh, I can talk about everything. So yeah. that's great. I probably <laughs> so will. Yeah, it was at great it quite incredible how visual yeah. a radio competition began uh, became. Yeah. So they videoed us at the actual auditions. Yeah. Which was an incredibly visual audition. Yeah. Because it they staged it incredibly professionally. It has to be said, I was impressed. Uh, with dry ice, lighting, theme tune, which I only realised from Ella's show that that wasn't something that someone sang specially for the competition. Was it not? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a proper single by Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> I know. Ah! Anyway, that was a <laughs> That's amazing. That's a revelation. Old people discovering new music. Oh, I mean, this is clearly made for the show. Day. Day. <laughs> so it didn't mean. Anyway, so it had that theme tune that I realised wasn't a theme tune. Right. 
everyone that was there for the auditions plus any of their selected relatives were invited in yeah. to the auditorium so in effect you had a full audience yeah. a table of judges lighting and had to go backstage and walk up on stage yeah. and then they videoed you or filmed you they were like full on, full on camera crew yeah. um, see I breathed a sigh of relief when I saw that Wow, I, because I, well, I was like stand up time <laughs> well and this is it I just went to performance I really mode. <laughs> a lot of people that were there for the yeah. audition though must have been wholly oh, unprepared for that yeah that had shocked me like if yeah. I went for a radio competition yes. to have a stage and a, an audience yeah is the one thing you're trying to avoid when you're going on radio. Yeah, right. <laughs> the worst part for me was, I was thinking in my head, right, it's stand-up, it's a minute stand-up, let's yeah. do stand-up. And this amazing lady went on, I can't remember her name, but if you're out there, hello. Katie. Katie, Katie <laughs> was, was amazing me. already. It wasn't me. There was another lady, and she was a stand-up yeah. comedian. And she went up, and she did a routine for a minute, and they just turned around and said... Oh, they kept. We're saying, not after. Yeah. We're not after a stand-up comic. We're after a presenter. Oh, okay. And I was on like oh, two after that. So yeah. my brain suddenly gone. Scrap everything. <laughs> Scrap everything that you were going <laughs> to yeah. say, and I just went. I'll make it up. Yeah. And that's when I went on stage and said, "Hello, I'd like to tell you how I started a cult." Um, yeah. say, what did you actually both do for your performances? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I am really, really bad at remembering what I'm going to say. Okay. But I'm really good at remembering some lyrics. All right. So I oh, yeah, decided. I to just remember the first first line of a few really well-known songs. Right. And then I could ad-lib what I was going to say after the next line. And I thought, to get a laugh, to stand up in front of a microphone and start off by saying, totally inspired by Shatner and his spoken um, right. songs. Yeah, yeah. So I stood up and said, at first I was afraid. I was petrified. Yeah. And then carried on by saying, I had no idea what I was going to say for 60 seconds once <laughs> I stepped inside the drill hall. And I, and I just did that yeah. to help me remember. Okay. But, but so I was 11th um, in the queue. Yeah. Oh, and well, you got there early then. I did, yeah. I was 112th. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to be fair, I did have a massive <laughs> hangover. Oh, well, that so was that's what I Recovery, sir. I think I just, so in my head, I was like... I'd visualised it as being like the um, audition scene on the Commitments movie. Okay, yeah. Where it's just going to be someone in a room, you're going to walk in and talk for a bit, and then you're gone. I did not realise it was going to be such a you see, I had, yeah, production. As I said, I had to change what I was going to do. So yeah. I was thinking, oh my Lord, what, what do I say? And, and everyone that had gone before me, like one guy who I wanted to take home with me, he was, <laughs> he'd was he been at the front of the queue since about four in the morning, something ridiculous like that. Quite, wow. quite an elderly gent. He'd brought himself camping stool and, and waterproofs and sandwiches and he had a flat cap on covered in like Lincolnshire... Badges, don't yeah. know what they are, but you know, Lincolnshire <laughs> badges. And he got up first and told this kind of gorgeous old farmer style anecdote about a horse called Robbie Williams. I even remember it, so it must have been. Must have been good, good. Yeah, um, But they would not put him through. Oh, okay. And I was what, like, what was wow, he'd been there since four in the morning and they couldn't even put him through as a look, we know how long he's been there. Just yeah, say yeah, yes, because. Yeah. You know, the guy's been They were being four. really harsh, and I can understand And they were being, yeah. we don't want anything that you read, we don't want anything scripted, we don't want anything rehearsed. And I'm right. sat at number 11 thinking, oh crap, yeah. I've done all of that, yeah. I've rehearsed it. Because how can you not rehearse? Yeah, you're going to, to some an degree extent, yeah. when they've said you only have a minute and yeah. you've got a talk. I just made it up. Well, I, the story, well, yeah, the story's yeah. in existence, story. but the telling of it. And then yeah. I noticed that, because you have a minute and there's a timer. Yeah, on and a I big remember, screen. Oh, that was five worse. seconds yeah. left. Like a big... 
countdown clock on a screen to the to the left yeah. of the judges. Yeah. So I, I had five seconds left, and I just finished mine with, and now we're going live over to Dawn from Bourne, who's opened a cargo call <laughs> in her garage. And then it stopped on zero. Okay, right. And I don't know who my four judges were. I know who one was, which yeah. was CP. Um, yeah. But, so, so they I went, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And it was like, well, oh, yes. I had the, I had the, oh, well, I'm not sure, because it sounded very well rehearsed. And I was, I then, having gone from someone going, I would never beg. Uh, <laughs> I watched reality. I, t- I turned into that. Oh, go on, please. And I, what's happened? Who am I, even? I think I, I think it, it was. Oh, no, I need it. <laughs> I think I walked off stage do it, throwing, throwing, yeah. throwing metal horns well, in the air. And the thing was, they videoed it. I'd totally forgotten they videoed it yeah. until the final event mm. when they announced the winners. They screened these videos All of right, us. Okay. Which oh, yeah. I was like... <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but my favourite part about that is, if you actually watch the video, is I'm wearing a Primordial Radio T-shirt. Oh, how beautiful! So everyone at Primordial Radio was like, "He's wearing a he's advertised on the BBC," oh. um, which I will never be allowed to do again. No, but uh, well, yeah, <laughs> it was just very funny. It was actually just a, a shirt because I have so many Primordial Radio shirts. Um, yeah. I flung it on and I went and I went. Oh, I was wearing my Darth Squidius T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> totally, but it did. It came as a shock. Yeah. How visual a radio contest became. Yeah. And yeah. then, the, the, as you talk about, they came to our houses. They videoed our reactions. I thought that would be the end of that. Right. But no, they then videoed a t- full interview with us. Yeah. Um, and I was quite prepared for hearing little sound clips as they trailed it on the radio, yeah. but totally unprepared for it appearing on social media yeah, and yeah. having friends message me to go, I've seen that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've seen it inside yeah. your house now. Oh, uh, to, sorry, I, what? I have to give a shout out to Rate My Sausage, though. <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> On Twitter. What? Not just rating sausages, <laughs> an so, actual entity. There is this chap <laughs> on Twitter, I don't, I don't know what his name is, but for some reason he decided to write on Twitter... Oh, I don't like that Asian person. It's an, he's sort of someone I'd walk away from in a pub. It's a no from me. And I just tweeted, we've met then. <laughs> but How then, rude. Like, yeah, I thought this yeah. person's never met me. And, and, I thought, yeah, and, and back to the duty of care. Yeah. There was no, even not even a hint of media training or, or support around, yeah. Yeah. this is the time of day it's going to go on, yeah. just prepare yourselves that there might be some negative or some positive comments. Yeah. Even that, that kind of duty of care, I felt disappointed that that didn't exist. I felt I mean, a bit let down. Funny, well, I don't know whether it went against me, because I responded. Yeah. And I also may have created a... Uh, I mean, I've read his blog. Right? I might then have <laughs> I may have taken this walk <laughs> <further> <laughs> than I um, I read his blog, and his blog on sausages is very good, but with a, with a group of metal community and steampunk, <laughs> yeah. the innuendo behind something called Great My Sausage yeah. is, gonna go, is yeah, going yeah. to be... I think, that, I think that traverses steampunk. I yeah, it does. I know, it's just well. universal <laughs> innuendo. Yeah. And uh, I never got apology from him, I don't really care. But I created... Have you seen the um, Jealous Girlfriend meme? Yeah, where the guy, I, I created that with sausages <laughs> on my cut, <laughs> with Doctor Poyage as the sausage at the front, and then Radio right. Lincoln Jew in the middle, and then uh, like my sausage at the back, looking yeah. over with little googly eyes on it, <laughs> and posted that. Yeah, and I posted it on my Poyage page as well, and it, it went insane on there, and it yeah, got shared yeah. about a fair amount, so I was quite pleased. But I was just thinking, all I've done is open the door. 
yeah. to a reporter, a presenter, yeah. and you're saying, oh, well, it's a no for me, it's the sort of person I'd move away from a pub. Well, maybe, has it ever occurred to you that you might be the person I'd move away from in a pub? Yeah. 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 fair, <laughs> yeah. by the sounds of it, I probably would. would. Move away from his sausage. So although I admire your sausage blog, Rate My Sausage, yeah. don't be a number one. And, in, and interesting that there was no... Because at one point, when they started posting all of this stuff on social yeah. media, there was an element of me that went, oh... So is there a part of this that becomes see how the public react to these people okay, and, yeah, and yeah. what kind of endorsement they get from yeah. the listening public? Be honest, you were watching the likes well, and I, competition. I was, I was really how many views? Shocked. And I was like, because I remember saying to someone, well, if this is down to how the public react, yeah. then Adrian's got it in the bag right. because he has such a phenomenal online presence and a, and a great <laughs> support network. Um, and so, and both of us must have been looking at that and going... Um, I did the same about you with your, with your, your yeah, content. With the soul yeah. community. Yeah. And, um, and then Ella's video, I think, had about nine clicks or something like that. And Because mm. at one point, I reposted that on my wall to say... Women supporting women. Look, I yeah, think yeah. if this is down to any kind of public popularity thing, I think it's only fair that everyone goes and yeah. gives her some love as well. I think I um, did the same on uh, yeah. yeah, this is it. And yet, and yet, actually, that bed no, no, no weight whatsoever all, yeah. wasn't even referred to in the no. judging process. Yeah. So it was. It. Which I specifically is kind actually of, asked. I specifically actually asked not to be able to identify my house. Well, and yeah, what it. pops up? No, no, number. Uh, like, yeah. uh, uh, <sighs> great, thanks. Do you so think then maybe because I, I found it interesting in the way like don't ask us about conspiracy things. No, 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 no. Then it'll be no, longer no. than an hour. So obviously, <laughs> your your in a way, your I would say naivety of what they would do with your public image, yeah. and especially on social media. And do you think some of that is down to the fact that both of you are older? Because in terms of kind of like social media and competitions, a lot of children chase that. That's what yeah, they yeah. want. They want the full invasiveness so into think, their lives. I, th- I think mm. I wasn't naive about it. I think I was irritated that they right. didn't keep me informed okay, yeah. of just when they were going to post it. Yeah. So that was the bit that needled me yeah. versus... Because cause I do so much with conferences and stuff like that yeah. through my day job yeah. that I'm f- I feel, even though I'm old fairly averse to to the world of public image and and selling your soul to some kind of a corporate devil um but yeah it was the lack of communication to us in terms of just it'll go live on this day or whatever i mean for me it wasn't it wasn't so much of an issue because i live uh my sort of page and character is very much in the public Yeah. yeah um and i'm acutely aware of the difference between my steampunk page as Dr. Porridge, yep. give me a follow. And, uh, what was that, Dr. Who? Porridge. Ah, oh, Dr. Porridge. Very good <laughs> joke there, no, I like it. Uh, and my online persona. Yeah. Now, my online persona is quite political. Right, yeah. Um, so my who I am is quite a political page. Yeah. But my Dr. Porridge one for steampunk, very rarely, it doesn't, sometimes it does, if a joke works, yeah, I yeah. might post it on there. But generally, it's more steampunk and comedy and random stories. Yeah. So yeah, I, in a way, I was—I I felt like I wasn't in control of my own image. I think was what sort of—I know we signed a disclaimer on the day, didn't we? Oh no, yeah. Did you it, read it properly? It, no, so. because you're awash <laughs> with nerves and yeah, adrenaline. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, I reflected back on that and thought, okay, no, so there were documents signed on that day. Yeah, yeah. So I, I read it and yeah. it, it did say, you know, you're comfortable for the yeah. BBC to use all of this. And yeah. obviously with GDPR and everything like that. And you can, I can't really haul them over the coals too much for no. that because, you know, it, it, I mean, it didn't do me any harm. I gained about 50 new followers yeah. on my page. So yeah. uh, that, that was interesting. Um, but I think if you weren't geared up to how social media works or yeah. and I find I, I suppose I find this very surprising is that I, mean, I don't know about you but you, you went for the interview mm-hmm. did they go do you listen to me do you listen to the radio yes. station and I went no not really <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that was the that was yeah. an, after the audition yeah they then whittled it down to 16 was it 16 yeah there was supposed people. to be a second round yeah. I don't know whether they had a second round with a few other people or they just went straight to 16. Oh, I don't know. Cause I, so I know we all got invited to the studio and had a formal sort of round of boardroom table yeah. interview yeah. and then a studio test <laughs> where you had to read yeah. a weather forecast. A weather forecast, a news um, report. Play a record okay. and then describe yourself. I made my guest laugh for quite a long time. Did you? <laughs> Did you? We had to, yeah, we had to interview her. A member of their staff, staff, as yeah, if they were one of our yeah, yeah. guests. Well, yeah. well, she was on the show, wasn't it? Um, Gordon Ramsay's Find Me a Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, oh, that reminds me of a good night out in Kidderminster. Cue the tech guy. Looks <laughs> him, just he starts laughing. Yeah. No. <laughs> the lady I'm interviewing starts laughing. I'm just sat there going, everything okay? <laughs> Thinking, well, I, I've blown this. Yeah. And uh, that's what was going through my mind all the time. And it, it, this is going to say, I really wanted that position. Yeah. But. I've always worked on the principle it's better to sort of self-depreciate yourself. Okay. Well, that goes against yeah, me. I do, I do that. I call it airbagging my brain. Okay, yeah. Like, so if I'm going for something that I really, really want, yeah. I start convincing myself of all the reasons I won't get it. Yeah. So that when <laughs> when failure ultimately hits, I'm fairly cushioned. Yeah. Like, you know, it is, it's okay. I knew, I knew I was going to fail I mean, self anyway. depre- Self-depreciation is, <laughs> yeah. is, is a natural defence mechanism yeah. anyway. Um, but I wonder whether... Being self, I mean, on the on the breakfast show in the morning when they said, "Oh, so why did you do it?" Well, I did it for a bet. <laughs> <laughs> might have been a little too self depreciation because people yeah. might have gone, "Well, I don't think he really wants it." Okay, but yeah. I didn't want to sit there and go, "Oh yes, I, I love to be here. I listen to the station all the time. It's the greatest thing." Because I found that yeah. sycophantic, and I want yeah. to be true to myself. Yeah, um, my whole attitude, and I, I presume Katie's will be as well. I'm speaking for you. I, I, I apologise for that. Um, is that we wanted to bring something unique yeah. from our backgrounds to yeah, the I just, station. Yeah, I was desperate for... Because I love listening to radio and podcasts. Yeah. I do that way more than any other kind of media. And I was desperate for the BBC in Lincolnshire to be a little bit more than vanilla. Yeah. Even if all it was was <laughs> Neapolitan. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking for full-on loads and loads of different ice creams but yeah. just a little bit of variety and diversity yeah i think that might have been ultimately our downfall, our downfall yeah. because on my <laughs> I breakfast don't feel like scooby characters what, what was that your... was our downfall <laughs> what was your breakfast interview the cathedral so I, no, 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 no. Oh, no that was the winner yeah that was the winner yeah i made the mistake of interviewing uh, an independent record store owner about right. the upcoming record store day yeah. Which was on the Monday? Yeah, on the yeah. on the weekend of yeah. yeah. I guess in a way, like my question would <laughs> that was be our downfall. so. Obviously, both of you have quite not niche, but like you have clear interests in your like your regular life. Yeah. You know, steampunk and soul and that kind of thing. Of I guess my my wonder is why, as you said, you know why you'd want to enter a competition like that. 
would without kind of thinking if I do this, they're going to look into my background and then pigeonhole me, kind of thing. Um, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that. Oh, that's on them. That's not yeah. on me. I am who I am. Yeah. Um, the fact that I dress up in a pseudo-military style jacket, walk around pretending I've got lost at Vork's Drift is neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, that's that's them. If they're not prepared to go deeper than yeah. what they see, that's not on me. No. Um, and I didn't mention steampunk at all. That So this is what I was saying earlier, is yeah. that this is what made me feel as they wanted a weirdo right. to parade in front of other people so they can go hey look at us yeah. we're up and we're, we're cooling down with people because we know about we've got our own steampunk reporter right yeah and so of course it's kind of like a diversity hire of yeah this well, is almost, almost, going, almost being created almost like a free pass into that yeah. into that world yeah. yeah and I, I refuse to be a barrier I, I refuse to be there's enough people out there that if you do your research you can go out and meet the people but yeah. I'm not going to be the, the catalyst for people to be part A and part B by all yeah. means come and talk to me but I'm not going to do that for you yeah. um, I mean the, my interview in the morning with Van Kleist did you listen to that? I did of course I did yeah <laughs> so I, I did a, I got my friend in Dean who's the world's right. leading expert on Van Kleist okay a, a Dutch uh, installation surrealist right. artist fantastic um, and they were very excited that Van Kleist was going to be on <laughs> and it was only because I let slip about because they said, "Oh, who is Van Kleist? We can't find anything about him." That they sort of rumbled me that it was right, uh, right, right. a completely made up, <laughs> <laughs> made up story, uh, which is kind of good because apparently yeah. you can get into quite a lot of trouble with Ofcom if, if it's yeah, <laughs> people. But I mean, in a way, it was it was created yeah. as as a bit of a joke because that's what my nature is: is to yeah. be subversive and challenge boundaries and make people research yeah. what they're seeing online. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's very important. I, I do satire a lot online um, with my little breaking news stuff. Um, and then people go, oh, but you're spreading fake news. Well, I'm not, because you need to go out and research your fake news. And if you, right. don't, if you don't understand how to go and research something that you read, you take it at face value, that's on you. That's not on me as a creator. Mm-hmm to do that so that that's that was kind of my issue so we didn't get into trouble in the end because no. of frantically <laughs> radio through message came and we did tell the listeners yeah. but I thought it was a stroke of genius um, to be that subversive that probably if I'm totally honest that, what, was, that was your downfall that, that was, your, was that my was downfall, downfall. That was because, downfall. Yeah. but to me as well with the BBC I, I, I kind of feel that what happened to all the uh, what happened to all the angst and the anger that we had in the 80s what happened mm. to all of the uh, do you think the BBC was more angry in the end? Yeah, we well, yeah, Ben Elton, Blackadder, yeah. um, the young ones, um, this sort of anarchic idea, Hugh and Lord, uh, Hugh, uh, Fryan. Fryan Lord. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was, and now all that's shifted on sort of BBC Three, and it is still yeah. now. Well, very... and, and radio, where yeah. it used to be, like subversive, presenting yeah. was celebrated like Kenny Everett okay. and John Peel See, I can't, like, can't great BBC presenters to me I always think of radio as quite vanilla oh, and I always have yeah. and it, it's because I guess it's because for me I, I grew up with just you know vanilla local radio, radio yeah. like Lincolnshire See? Radio Echo anything yeah, which is local because it is there's no access when, to pirate radio <laughs> well this is, this is it when you start looking back into into DJs who really pushed Boundaries and literally locked studio doors so they yeah. could just play mm. a single on repeat. And Bohemian it, Rhapsody, wasn't it? With yeah, Kenny it's always been yeah. quite embracing of right. 
edge and diversity and yet not representative of that in Lincolnshire and 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 so I I applied for the competition not because of my love of soul Mm -hmm. more because of my love of just my love of music yeah more than anything else and also my belief that Lincoln can be better than it is yeah pretty much that's all I want those were my two motivators and and the show that I wanted to do was around the love of vinyl and the resurgence of vinyl so I wanted to talk about yes I collect soul records myself but Mm. I also buy re-releases and vinyl releases now yeah Um, and I love having lived through I grew up with vinyl then watched the downturn of a vinyl and the rise of mini disc and CD and cassette yeah. and then I've, I've loved watching how it's changed back into streaming and digital and then vinyl again and yeah. how now record stores are reopening. Yeah, it's weird that vinyl is um is making huge. a massive comeback. It really it? is. And and in and now vinyl shops are becoming um you know destination stores yeah. again. Um, and independent and there are so many around Lincolnshire and so that was what that was what drove me to want to change something about the radio but so yours was a bet yeah (laughs) I guess in its simplest term though mine was just a I wonder if I could yeah because I train people so I work with TEDx in Lincolnshire as one of their speaker coaches and so I'm really good at telling everyone else how they should speak yeah and it crossed my mind when was the last time I actually (laughs) did anything that gives me that credibility to go, yeah. no, no, it's okay, I can still do it. So there was a big part of it that just went, just go and prove it to yourself, yeah. and then that adds to your credibility. See, that I, you... I love that idea of a show. And well, then, so my show... Which my is show... why, afterwards, we've mm. gone, wait, 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 wait So wait my show was going to reach out to sort of younger people, um, and it was going to be like the weirdos and freaks that exist out there. The, the eccentricity. The, the eccentricity. Yeah, Lincolnshire. So I wanted to say someone in Stamford who was a, I don't know, a young lass in Stamford who liked wargaming, for right. example. Yeah. And couldn't meet other people because she lived in Stamford and there wasn't a massive wargaming club. Yeah. And then do an interview with them and t- say, oh, well, we're doing this on, say, on a Friday night at 7 o'clock. Yeah. And then maybe talk to a goth in Louth. Yeah. And what it's like to be a goth in the centre of Louth. Or... Horncastle, and then use the show as a massive umbrella for okay. all the sort of disenfranchised people that don't fit into the modern ideals of what society pushes. Yeah. And it was to give them a safe space. Now, not wanting to push primordial radio again, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they did with yeah. the metal and rock community. They yeah. took an idea, and it's an umbrella, and it's become a very big family. And okay. I wanted to do that for Lincolnshire. So I wanted people from all ages who were a bit eccentric, a bit weird, who liked weird hobbies. Yeah. Or did weird things and sort of not promote them because that's not allowed, but sort of say, look, we're out here. We've got yeah. a voice now. Yeah. Let's push it forward. All interspersed with uh, slightly heavier metal. Well, slightly heavier. I had this aim to Radio get... friendly metal. <laughs> well, they, we had to pick a song for our fake interview. And they, they said, oh, what would you like? And I said, can I have Sabotage by the Beastie Boys, please? And they went, oh, it's oh. not on our system. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, there's a surprise because I really wanted a Monomath on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some vinyl. <laughs> Some mel- melodic death metal um, to go out, and yeah. uh, I was like, I'm determined to get that on the breakfast show. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen. I was, I was horrified that uh, um, for the breakfast show we had absolutely no input on what music was going to be played no, okay, at right, all. Right. Yeah, but we're asked to introduce it. Oh. Um, yeah, well, I didn't know who I was introducing. I thought it was a sports. No, presenter. I just I just kept <laughs> being passed bits of bits of paper. Yeah, literally yeah, yeah. bits of yeah. paper with the yeah. name of the song on. 
Um, and I was like, I don't understand the context yeah, of this. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I can't choose the music. And, yeah. and that's how it is here, Yeah, was the answer I got. And, and it, it's interesting listening to you, because unbeknownst to you, and in my interview, um, and I think they clipped it on the montage thing they did, ah. but I said I wanted to explore the underbelly of the yellow bellies. So, okay, look, right, so yeah. look at where are the subcultures and yeah. you know where are those little passionate record collectors that have got a house full of yeah. whatever it is they collect that just don't have that voice or that space to share what they do. Yeah. See, um, I wanted to promote. I wanted to promote uh, women as well. I was. Yeah. I was very, very big on promoting like the spoken word and. And there's women in the arts in Lincoln, of course, mm-hmm. which uh, yeah. is doing. Is it with Point Hub? I think they've just started out. With. They have, yeah, yeah. Gemma. But there's Pretty women, yeah, day. Gemma. Bless her. Hi, Gemma. Had Hi, Gemma. Had Gemma on the show a few <laughs> weeks we ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was there was things like that, but I wanted to sort of bring it down to an equal equal thing because yeah. I also know a lot of scared or anxious young lads out there mm-hmm. that maybe not getting a break as well, and I wanted to push that forward as sort of big sort of umbrella of greatness because there's talent out there that's missed and it's a sort of pet hate and bugbear of mine that when I I watch a uh, I watch a a new TV program or something like that and I go oh there's this young actor on there oh wow he's done well for himself let's have a look and you look it up on Wikipedia and it went to an independent school Mm -hmm. and uh, trained at you know it went to Eton and then went on to Oxford to study philosophy and then they magically went to Lambda, and then da da. And you think there's no access for yeah. There is no access for average people to get into the media, and I, and I kind of felt that that needed smashing up. Yeah, <laughs> so does that sound yeah. fair? I mean, I think, I think you both kind really of came fair. from in a way the same 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 goal in we a sense. Did. Oh, you just yeah. wanted to tweak the black, and it felt you know, so you hopeful to, to that... just put that little bit of black yeah. in the white of of everything which yeah. was kind of already there. It did feel so I hopeful thought. that we both got to the final as well, mm, both yeah. with this shared, that's yeah. what we'd love to do. And so it felt within tickling distance that it was going to happen. Carrot dangling joy. Yeah. Do you think then, I mean, I'm, I, can, I can say what, whatever I want in a sense. Do you think perhaps the BBC as an institution mm. is too old to actually embrace any of that anymore? Because it's like when a company exists for so long that its only yeah. motive becomes profit. I think. Do you think it's gotten to that stage that that's why things like podcasts, things like yeah. YouTube, have yeah. blown up so big because the big institutions have gotten to that end point of Woolworths where it's like, yeah. well, we can only do one thing, and if we break that thing, we stop. I mean, look yeah. at what you're competing with. If you, I mean, I, I feel bad. I mean, I've always been a passionate defender of the BBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am vocal about the BBC, and nothing. If you want to trigger me, just start. <laughs> ranting at me about how impartial they all are or yeah. that, you know, how biased they all are yeah. and it drives me up the wall because they really do their best but they are not in my opinion coping very well with the modern age no. um, you're, you're losing the youth audience uh, rapidly yeah um, I mean I don't know anyone who listens to you yeah. BBC well, like, under well, my age I yeah, couldn't exactly. imagine no. yeah. um, everyone's on Spotify yeah, yeah. Spotify yeah. or and so it's okay playing music all the time, but if I wanted to say listen to Katie's Northern Soul, yeah. I might just message Katie and go, send me a list of twelve tracks, and I go yeah. on Spotify and I play yeah. them, and yeah. I go, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where it's missing out, and it's I, I miss that sort of discussion and debate and yeah. the way that people should be given a voice. 
uh, who not might not normally mm. ever get a chance to give have a voice. Yeah. And it doesn't always need to be sixty year old farmers in a field. <laughs> uh, which is, I'll be frank, is what it seemed like. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I can't remember how I described it. Uh, it was death by something. <laughs> but it, I mean, that's not being, it's not their <laughs> fault. But no. I know that two years ago they were given a, a sort of remit to make it more like Radio Two. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think I, I I listened repeatedly to Radio Lincolnshire for about six weeks. Well, this yeah, I I found myself brainwashing myself for the yeah. period of from. February to April, um, and my husband would walk in, listen, hear him listen to it, and go, "So you've doubled the listener figures there." <laughs> oh, oh, many a true word. Spoken Which is a bit hard, but they do also have a they do also have a role, don't they? Where they've got to give out news, Absolutely. they've got to give yeah. out the travel news, they've got it's to give out the weather. Like, Ella, Ella's coined the phrase, "It's the sound of home," and okay, much yeah, like you, yeah. when I was growing up in Lincoln. That was what we listened to. That yeah. that was who told us that the schools were closed and yeah. on a snowy day. You know that they, they are part of a fabric of traffic reports, and yeah. so there's no getting away from they. Ha- they serve a function particularly for the more rural yeah. areas, yeah. and so many people. While I was following them on Twitter and listening in for the three months solid, um, where they are the. Because there are, there are a few tractors that are built with digital radios, right? And yeah. so BBC Radio Lincolnshire is a great one to pass the time of day and and listen to yeah, yeah. whilst you're doing the action of farming. Mm. So there's no getting away from the fact they do serve a really useful mm. purpose within the community. And it's a shame that when they do get a specialist show, yeah. they tend to bury it kind of post nine pm. Yeah, you're lucky if you find yeah, yeah. it because there are some. I I ended up. Did you listen to the nineties one on a Thursday. That's yeah. quite good fun. Yeah, and um and there's Phil who is the, the busker the guy. Yeah, and he brings people in and jams with them yeah. in the studio. He used to be my and... music teacher at school. Did he really? He was my music teacher at school world. for a term. And I used to work at Woolworths. Yeah, yeah. Like an Eddie Izzard sketch. Cool. There is making. an Eddie Izzard sketch there. <laughs> Woolworths. <laughs> yeah. Can't tell you. I have to kill so, you. So yes, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> like in a way, like you're both you're both trying to push that that subculture edge into things. But I think, like, as you you kind of both posted about coming on the show this morning. Yeah. Of, with subcultures, do you think there's defined lines anymore? Because obviously as a society, we're trying to blend everything. Yeah. To make everything acceptable and everything across the board. So having a subculture becomes... It becomes even more insular in a way. Yeah. Like in, in my view of it, it's, it's like it has to have those walls to keep it as a subculture yeah. rather than just being a product. And it is really interesting mm. if, you, if you reflect back on subcultures of the seventies and eighties. Yeah, they felt so clearly defined because they were a movement to get away from a generation before. Yeah, um, and that was the only way they would get together, and it was driven by physical being in the same place at the same time. And now. There's so much access to so much mm-hmm. that I think now there are more sub 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 subcultures because yeah. everyone goes well. I like a bit of punk, and also I really like cosplay, and also I really love steampunk. So I I love all of the steam uh, all of the subculture um, melting pot. And I think mm. I posted something that there was a quote from a guy who talked about it's like a giant historic dressing up box because you can okay, go yeah. and go. I'm going to have a crown from there and jumpers from there whatever it might be and yeah. I, can, I can create my own pot of subcultures yeah. um, but it's interesting when you look at big events so like the steampunk annual event oh yeah and <laughs> Soul, the soul club does like a 
hole all day where it takes over the drill hall for a whole day in the okay, summer. Yeah. Um, I must come along. Twenty seventh of July. Uh, oh well, good, good plug. 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 That's the twenty seventh <laughs> of July. Twenty seventh of July at the drill hall. Yeah. Um, but um, so there are still events which yeah. are shaped around one particular subculture, same as cosplay events. Yeah. So I think there is still a space for people that need to find find my tribe. You know, again yeah, another yeah, yeah. cushion in Wilco's. It, it's a that's a people-like yeah. feeling, that yeah. sense of belonging, even despite the non-stop twenty-four hour accessibility of it. There's yeah. still a beautiful thing about travelling to a thing to be with people that like the thing. See, I'm going to come at it from a different angle, and I God. think this is probably my my subculture, yeah. uh, which is steampunk. Um, your subculture is very much based around music. Yeah. And th- is it mods? Oh, mods get fit in there. Fit in there. Um, yeah, a little bit. Steampunk is not really about the music. Yeah, which is confusing. It does. In Everyone the has... history of subcultures. <laughs> yeah. You we have punk on there and yeah. like, actually, no, don't be sad. Don't be sad. There are steampunk artists yeah. and there are artists who put on steampunk. Yeah. But it's mainly about the arts and crafts and the upcycling and the, the imagination. It's a very creative, yeah. uh, and a, as you said, a boiling pot of yeah. ideas. But music isn't like the majority goal, I would say, because the problem is if you ask a different steampunk, they'll give you a yeah, different yeah, idea. Yeah. So yeah. don't, I'm not speaking, I'm the voice of steampunk. We are not the authorities on yeah. soul No, we're steampunk. not gatekeeping or <laughs> anything like that. I mean, I'm, I've been misled. I <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a lot of people say, oh, so is it about the music? Because yeah. goth is very much, again, a, yeah. very much like a lifestyle and music. Yeah. Where steampunk yeah. is more about, and as a, as, a, as a subculture in that respect, it's very different, I would say. Yeah. Um, to what people expect. Um, I mean, let's be fair, when you get people walking around with a teapot on their head <laughs> and that's seen as normal. I mean, yeah. we, we love the fact that when the Steampunk Festival was on in Lincoln, the crime rate drops. Right. <laughs> it's one of my favourite statistics. <laughs> I think it was a couple of years ago. Uh, the Why cli- is that, do you reckon? They're just... Are you going to put on a bearded man in a pit helmet? <laughs> true, no, that's um, true. I remember we asked. Uh, I thought you just meant all the criminals are steampunkers. So they're, they're, no, so they're all just. I'm busy. I've, I've got some on the weekend. I can't do it. Can't this weekend. But it was quite. A fu- it was quite a funny. Th- we asked once. Uh, we asked Lincolnshire Police. We said, "Oh, so how many how many officers do you send up?" Yeah. To to the steampunk festival. Bearing in mind, we've got people walking around <laughs> with yeah. spray painted yeah. up, yeah. all sorts of laser guns and all sorts. Oh, we send two. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're like, really? Yeah, the inspector sometimes comes along if they're interested. Yeah. And I remember one weekend we had Grimsby versus Lincoln at the football ground. Right, there yeah. was like 400 odd police officers yeah. there and there was two for us. 6,000 people milling around mm. the bail. And we thought, this is a fantastic thing. And, yeah. You know, I, I, it's still going. It's spreading out into different sort of yeah. Genres, but again, as we talk about subcultures, steampunk is a subculture which is now split within a subculture. Within a subculture, yeah. so we Same have with soul. atom punks and diesel punks. And, yeah, um, I'll think, get into trouble for saying that. Well, I mean, do you, <laughs> yeah. do you think perhaps that the differences in your, your kind of culture areas is that they're formed out of different things? I mean, like Northern Soul was made from a music genre which was big, and it yeah. was everyone was into soul at one yeah. point, and then it narrowed down to those who were just passionate about it and continued on. Whereas steampunk started somewhere. And kind of took little it's, inspirations yeah. from little things, but it was never mainstream. It's really it steampunk is escape small and then up. Yeah, and I, well, I, don't th- I think all subcultures have got that in common. They're yeah. all escapism, whether right. it be costuming or um, portraying a role that you're not in your everyday or music. Mm-hmm. And soul is an interesting subculture in that 
yes it started out as northern soul but you've also got blue-eyed soul and and uh r&b and all of the yeah mini mini genres in between and then some people get super obsessed with it because of the clothes that come along with that whole scene yeah um and then you've got scooterists so there's a whole scooterists yeah yeah is that the weird german techno pop sort of (laughs) maybe not maybe not what's um, a scooter connected yeah but these are people that their chosen form of transport yeah, is a vintage uh, scooter. Are they the people who I can't get to Cleethorpes at the weekend? Yeah, well, yeah, probably. Yeah, because you're stuck behind rows and rows Was of them. It, yeah. So, so I think each subculture, and much as you were describing with with steampunk, escapism is that that's yeah. why people are drawn to it. And then each subculture, even though on the surface it seems well, steampunk is costumes and soul is music. Simple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I um, it, it, it becomes much, it's a bit like when you get lost down a YouTube rabbit hole. You yeah. think you're watching videos of cats, the next thing you're watching lectures on existentialism. It's it's that <laughs> with a subculture. Oh, that thing. sounds like fun. I, love, <laughs> I, I do know, love yeah. a bit do of that philosophy. Do the way around, you'd be way less depressed. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Always I, end up with the piano. I read Descartes once. Always. <laughs> Just awake at night, wondering when I existed. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, I mean, the other thing is nowadays, and I, I think this has come out of social media revolution since sort of 2005, is that everyone needs to be seen as being different to the mainstream. Okay. I think that's a very younger generational thing. So, people, are, the number of people now are I sort of, well, I, I mean, we, we were talking about mental health earlier. Mm. You sometimes get into this weird idea where people are... My mental health is worse than your mental health. Yeah, I'm on a higher milligram than you are. Yes, and it it becomes a competitive competitive way of being different to something else. Um, I I don't nail my flag to the mast particularly as full-on steampunk. It's just something I enjoy. I think I probably identify more as a political metalhead (laughs) than um, a full-on steampunk. I know some people who do love full-on steampunk. Steampunk's been very good to me. I'm not going to knock that. But as with all things, you know, I sit there now and go, well, five years ago, it was a... Back in my day. But it it always is. And, you know, it now seems seems to attract an older generation rather than a younger generation, whereas a few years ago, there's much more of a younger generation coming through. And changes and and everything needs to evolve and change. And I think we were discussing this the other day of, like, what... But I know it was online. I don't want to mention it without your (laughs) say-so. Steady. What, what I want—it wasn't that. So. I'm not that one. <laughs> it's not that one. That's that's a completely different one. But we were discussing groups and how groups can fall apart through politicking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or polydicking, which I yeah. thought was very good. <laughs> yeah. And I always have the three E principle. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. No, this is a new thing. But patent it quickly. Right. Yeah. It out patent there. it. So egos, entitlement, and elitism will destroy mm. any group. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because an elitist who goes, well, you can't listen to that because it's, it's yeah. Know, We'll destroy it. Yeah. And we get those. Entitlement. Well, I can do this because. Yeah. I've been doing this since before yeah, you so were I'm allowed born. to. Yeah. And then if you let your ego get too big, hello. Um, yeah. yeah. You can also destroy it because you, you're so blinded by the fact that actually you're, you're being, yeah. you're not helping. You're not including anymore. Yeah. yeah. So you're gatekeeping it or something like that. And you've yeah. got to balance in any group ego entitlement and elitism mm. and bring them down and as soon as and online is a, a festering hot pot for this sort yeah. of problem because word, it's like any text message words can be misinterpreted or you don't get the tone behind the words yeah, mm. yeah. so you say the wrong thing and the whole thing falls apart yeah. which is what I was sort of alluding to with 
the co- I'm not yeah. going to go into it on the podcast because no. I don't know about it, but I might talk yeah. to you afterwards. Yeah, cause it's just when um, when it's this back to this invisible hierarchy around subculture yeah. that there are um, down to ego and elitism mainly. There yeah. are there are individuals within every subculture who will position themselves as the authority, yeah. and therefore feel a responsibility of some description to stamp out anything that they don't perceive as being pure or correct yeah. for that subculture. Um, which, in its own way, then encourages other subcultures because people then go, oh, okay, well, so if I can't do that there, I'll shift it a little bit over yeah. here and create a whole new one. For transparency as well, I'd just like to point out that I have suffered from all of those at some point at any given time. Yeah. And yeah. it'd be wrong of me to say, oh, well, I'm obviously perfect. But, you know, I felt entitled at times. Yeah. And then being shot down quite rapidly, which yeah. bruised the old ego. Yeah. Yeah. But it's how you reflect on that and then yeah, yeah. transfer it again. I mean, I, I can quite honestly say, given the past of Lincoln Steampunk, that when back in the day when we had a split, I reflect on it now and think, well, maybe the way I did it wasn't the best way right. of dealing with it. Uh, I thought I did the right thing. It, looking back on it, it could have been done in a better way. Yeah. But these things happen and things move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's how you reflect on it's that. It's how you learn from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, learning from your own mistakes. Yeah. And I don't want to come across uh, and sound like really arrogant. I mean, steampunk's been good to me, mm. but I still have massive anxiety issues if I get asked to go on stage, say, at the Asylum Festival, yeah. and there's all these amazing performers there, and I sort of sit there going, what am I doing here? Yeah. yeah. And there's a lovely chap um, called Paul Alba, who is Professor Elemental, and he's been nice yeah. enough to sort of mentor me, and there's another chap called Jim Burke, who's Mr. B, the Gentleman Rhymer. Uh, he used to be in Collapse Lung, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, I, didn't know that. I, didn't um, see it. I, didn't, I wasn't aware of his lung. <laughs> but I was sat. I remember being sat uh, waiting to go on. Yeah, and I was just sat there going, "Why am I here?" Yeah. I mean, they're lovely people, but you just don't feel as though you fit in. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, I think it's called uh, humility. Is what that's called. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Well done. Is it? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't spell nice that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's just grown. And then I had someone say, "Oh, you, oh I can't believe I'm sat." talking to you it's like why I'm just an yeah. idiot <laughs> yeah. so yeah ego and I, guess, and I guess that's the thing that we found we had massively in common was yeah. just that that love of allowing people the space to tell us what they're passionate about yeah. why yeah. they're passionate yeah. about it without it having to be a zeitgeisty thing or yeah. a or a happens to be popular at that moment, then we'll invite you in and talk to us. But it's just amazing we've never met because I asked people, "Oh, do you know who Katie?" Yeah. Oh, yeah, she. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, <laughs> but because you're like this massively famous in the scene, this massively famous, you travel yeah. all around the country and DJ. Yeah, I do believe. But I, and I still would never ever call myself a DJ. I'm a record collector. Okay, who, who plays music? Interesting. Yeah. Who is yeah. not afraid of playing records, and I, and I have to kind of do that for my own safety because the proper DJs would yeah. be out in force if I dared yeah. to call myself a DJ. Well, I'll call you a DJ and everyone else can go and hang, can't do they? Don't do that. I'm going to get myself into trouble. Well, you won't. They can come and talk to me. <laughs> At which point the argument will be, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> argument. So we, we, and since, so we kind of, um, I suppose, found solidarity in each other post-competition. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and it was such a to refreshing... Be fair, we... 
moment of we have been playing game theory as well yeah we because have. that's natural yeah we have yeah. and uh, you know who we... doesn't love a conspiracy of course you've got to love well, games, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the principle behind <laughs> game theory is if I do this what's the other person going yeah. to do yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. it was all there and I, actually, I, mean, I remember competition. It's actually, happen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually remember saying to Katie right let's cut the yeah. <laughs> cut the game theory crap <laughs> how do you feel about this yeah. Yeah. and then we got it I mean, all I'll, all I'll say on that is I don't really see the point of putting people through 12 weeks of a talent right. contest when you might as well just go and recruit straight out of university. Yeah. Um, I can see that. That sounds harsh, and that's not taking it away from yeah. the, from Ella because she is supremely talented. Yeah. And But she's so talented. I think she won a student radio award, didn't she? She's, oh, she's yeah. done a lot of radio Which I think production. is an award yeah. sponsored yeah. by... That I just go to them and just go, you and you, come yeah. and have a chat. Because we need talent and we want commitment and yeah. we need yeah. people with a proven track record of, of broadcasting experience. Yeah. That's a different competition, isn't it? Yeah. To yeah. That's a job everyone is welcome. Because yeah. yeah. at the beginning yeah. it was, at the beginning the tagline was, you don't need radio experience yeah. to be able to do this. Yeah. And that so, was the delicious thing though about the drill hall experience, that that queue and, and the auditorium genuinely was yeah. a hugely mm. diverse melting pot of humans and I, don't, I found I, that quite I really insane. don't want uh, I, taking nothing away from Ella because she deserves it and yeah. she got there and I'm very proud of the fact to have even been in the same competition as her yeah. yeah but logically your questionable mind does have to sit there and go well this just seems a little I mean if someone turned out to be what would you say to someone who said would you go on a BBC talent contest now, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah, don't do it. That's okay. what I'll say to people. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, unless you are already in that industry... Yeah, yeah. and have I'll, the necessary I'll, experience and qualifications... Yeah. Yeah. Don't bother. Don't do it. Don't yeah. waste your time. Yeah. Um, because, to me, it's they're not seeking out a talent contest. They're just probably jumping through hoops to get someone. And I don't think mm. that's fair on... I certainly don't think it's particularly fair on Ella. Yeah. Um, because she didn't need to do it. Mm. No, she should, should have just gone to her gone and gone. You're really alone. good. Yeah. She did like a twelve week interview. Come and yeah. she, did, she went through yeah. exactly the she same as us. Yeah, yeah. To me, it just seemed, you know, yeah. she's. I've listened to her show. It's very, very good on yeah. a yeah. University Radio Nottingham show. Um, and you sort of sit there and go, "Wow, this person's amazing." So yeah. what, why, why not just go and talk to them? Yeah. I have yeah. friends who have done um, talent shows like The X Factor, and they go on and they do their stuff. A particular uh, pair of mine called Victor and the Bully went along and did theirs, and they were told not to play a song with the devil okay. in it. Right. Yeah. I think the song's called Devil's Got My Soul. Yeah. I think they did it anyway, and then they sort of got through, and then they said, Oh, we want you to cover a song. And they just went, No, because yeah. <laughs> it's selling out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the problem with talent contests yeah. is that they have an idea of what is required, mm-hmm. and then they find the. Uh, it's all a bit superficial and all a bit worked out in advance. And I think that's what, sort of, I wouldn't say makes me angry, just sort of disappointed, really. Because yeah. I'm backing myself to be, with training, good enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. You probably feel the same, that with training, which yeah. is kind of what was offered, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I remember bringing that up at the interview, especially saying, okay, they, that whole, do you have any questions? Yeah. And I did have that moment of, well, I'm really aware that I have zero radio production or technical experience and so I couldn't be left alone in the studio to drive a show on my own at this point because yeah. I, I just wouldn't have a clue yeah. um, and the, and I was massively reassured there's lots of training uh, that's you know where the BBC will provide all of that for you so yeah. that 
was um, so if you're, alluded to be being part of the prize, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess, so if, 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 we, if we bring it to kind of like a, a final question or a quite final thought. Mm. So with, obviously, talent, talent shows being, being, in a way, what's the word, dishonest, in a sense, because they are, they are a product. So yeah, even if you have all the talent in the world, they're a constructive thing. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be that thing because for the companies, they're a way of massively advertising themselves and appearing to be open platforms yeah. even though as we know through experience they aren't open platforms yeah but at the same time subcultures being kind of gatekeepered and kind of locked off but mm-hmm. wanting to expand and communicate with one another yeah is there a pure way for those in subcultures to communicate with the world which isn't just pushing through a very narrow keyhole of what that subculture is. That assumes that the subculture wants to be seen by the rest of the world. I was just about to say, I I do think there's a big part of the subculture that likes being subculture. And, and you know, if you think about the whole punk movement and and Viv going ahead and turning it into high fashion, that was subversing the punk movement because they didn't like it because they're like, that's not what that's about. And I think... That's what both you and I felt yeah. when we were told you can you can have a show that's that. Yeah. I, I don't think that that would have been a, either supported by to be or fair, listened hindsight, to they by... They probably made a really good decision. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I definitely yeah. think they did. Um, there's, no I, knock, there's no knocking the winner's talent. Absolutely not. Um, She's, she, she is the polished... Yeah. Article. article but would, would, you, would you say as people who have have values and interests in, in their lives and their own personalities and how they hold mm-hmm. their interests would the general bottom line be don't take the money that if you are someone with that diversity someone with that that not to use a better term edge yeah. of subculture that you have better ways of doing it than participating i know so i know my subculture katie will know her subculture yeah Mm -hmm. i think the objection i had in the long run was it wasn't so we would like you to do this for us what's your ideas on it it was this is what we're going to do and that's what really bugged me right i don't know about radio that's your thing but i do know about how my subculture will deal with certain things like that so i i kind of talk get the hump is probably the wrong word was slightly put off by this kind of well this is what we're going to do yeah and i was very much like no that's not what you're going to do it's going to be on my terms yeah so i mean i've probably shot myself in the foot completely now but for that for that institution maybe but i think having having that value kind of i mean it's the same with like around podcasts is the reason i I give people opportunity to talk yeah is that people need that platform to talk about what they're passionate about, and mm-hmm. other institutions go, "Yeah, we like that." You know, oh, that's, that's good. That's what we want. Yeah. You know? Excellent. Maybe I mean, like Channel Four can like, talk to us. You know, you mentioned primary radio and, and and different bits like that. Those are the ones who I think they're taking up what the bigger institutions, yeah. which have gotten to an age where they can't support creative or yeah. obscure ideas, yeah. that's their role. I, th- now. I don't think for for soul as a subculture, the the best way of communicating that is what people are already doing within the subculture, which yeah. is um, use the technology that's available to you. So create a playlist. If you've played a set in a club, yeah. then create that playlist on Spotify, share that. Um, I've got quite a number of friends that uh, live stream just evenings when they decide from home to play a load of records and talk yeah. about why they're playing them. That for me is a is the most ideal format in terms of 
keeping it feeling like a subculture mm-hmm. um but sharing it i i guess the the shame is when it comes to bigger audiences mm-hmm. um especially in lincolnshire if you <laughs> if you talk about something that you're into that isn't in inverted commas, normal with a small n, yeah. then people are not really willing to listen. And that's the shame of yeah. it, I think. Yeah. Or they hear you say one bit and assume, well, that's what you mean. Yeah. Okay, no, no, I get it. You're into Northern Soul. Well, There's, There's more to, to me soul. than yeah, just yeah. Northern yeah. Soul. Yeah. 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 I just can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's about breaking down boundaries yeah. and opening up new new avenues. That's That's pretty much how I've operated yeah. with my st- I use my steampunk to I mean I go into schools what happened yeah. in the past yeah, to yeah. talk to the kids about crazy things with history and, and stuff like that and yeah. I, I obviously go and stand on stage and do stand up and give my verbal diarrhea rantings to people on everything from politics to mental health and everything in between um, I'm sure I don't know what you do because you said you'd yeah, like I to kill me you, yeah. I, I, am, I am a big fan of going to events yeah. out of sheer bloody-minded curiosity <laughs> not especially because it's even a subculture i love yeah so i love going to the vintage steam rally yeah. that's often on up at lincolnshire showground i know oh, nothing yeah. about yeah. static whatever it is they engines no i neither do i yeah. but i they love just make noise i love going into that field and yeah. sitting and talking to the bloke that's rigged up an action man underneath the homemade shower why yeah. have you done that yeah. just tell me why are you passionate about it yeah. and yeah. that's the key to me just yeah. go to stuff that you think I'm not interested in that. Those are the things that you should go to more of. Yeah. Rather than thinking I'm only ever going to go to the thing that interests See, me. See, I was always taught one thing, which is everyone you meet will teach you something you don't yeah. know. Oh, put that on a cushion. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is such a great <laughs> yeah. piece of advice to anyone. It really yeah. is because everyone, even from the person who has nothing on the floor to the person who runs an entire country, yeah, yeah, they will teach you something you don't know. Yeah. And if you can talk to people and listen to people. Yeah. And I think that was the attitude I really wanted to bring to Me too. And just and replace, replace yeah. your cynicism with curiosity. Yeah. Simple yeah. as that. Indulgence just that inc- equation. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not with a crocodile pit. That might be slightly <laughs> awkward. Yeah, we know. It could be an experience. Yeah. The village <laughs> duck pond. I think that's a good point to end on. This is that, oh, yeah. that message of indulgence. curiosity. We've, we've, we've endorsed cushions. We yeah. have. Enough. We've sold so many cushions. We have, yeah. There's an Etsy store in Other budget stores are available. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on and thank telling us about your experience. Thank the you for the coffee. Thank Welcome. you for allowing us uh, a feedback. Yeah. Um, I think that was important for both of us to get off our chest a little. Yeah. Well, yeah, and also we, we we were talking about should we do a podcast together. So this has been a good rehearsal space, right? It is, because we do have plans. Yeah. Um, unless sure anyone wants to pick us up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I can't tell you what we'd have to kill you yeah. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of death <laughs> surrounds Katie we sure will bring you to another I know. I'm off to get murdered now <laughs> okay. That, okay. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later thank, thank you very much and there you go oh, thanks it's just the middle one.